0: Uh, It has been hot this summer, and even later this week, my goodness, highs are going to be near 100, heat index near 110 by the end of this week here in the Triangle, and that can get scary if you're not careful when outdoors. Here to give us some more information about how to be safe in this summer heat is Dr. Dan Park from UNC Health. Good morning, Dr. Park. How are you? Hey,
1: good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me
0: on. Good. Thanks for being with us. So, heat-related illness obviously a serious thing when we're talking temperatures about being close to a hundred I, I feel like that should be a red alert for all of us if we have plans to be outdoors
1: yes sir i mean um, it, we go left with uh, kind of the absolute number and more on heat index so i mean the big the big thing for us is my mantra that i tell everyone you know during the summer when we're getting to this hot uh, and humid uh, in in the peak of our summer in raleigh and, and the triangles Three things, stay cool, stay hydrated, and stay informed. And the, the last piece, stay informed, is what your listeners need to be kind of dialed in on right now. But, yeah, stay cool, stay inside when possible. Uh, my thing is this, fans are great, but at really high heat indices like this week, uh, as you just mentioned in the lead-in, they just move hot air around. And the best way to decrease core temperatures is to get inside uh, where there's air conditioning. Um, and, and we could talk about... Um, strategies there and number two stay hydrated So pre-hydrate continuously drink water or drinks with electrolytes throughout the day don't wait until you're thirsty to drink that's a big thing and then stay informed you got to watch the news to to see uh, what warnings are out there for the for the week ahead
0: how common is heat related illness does it does it happen to a certain age group more than others
1: great question it's very 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 common i mean obviously the most vulnerable populations are the young children, babies, and then older patient or older people with chronic medical conditions. Those are the obvious ones, but the, the patients that we see in the emergency department coming in, coming in with heat illnesses, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, they surprise us because you know sometimes they're young, healthy teenagers, young adults uh, who happen to be working strenuously outdoors or you know doing two a days uh, drills with. Football practice, you know, people who are otherwise healthy that they and you're surprised they come in with these illnesses. So really, no one no one can be spared when the heat index is uh, this high.
0: Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. You know, some of these high schoolers or maybe you know the college age kids that are like, oh, I'm healthy, I'm good, I, I always go out for a run, I, I'm fine. <clears throat> they they aren't you know immune to this. Like this exactly, this can happen yeah. to anybody. Their
1: first <laughs> It's like their first taste in the to seeing uh, true vulnerability. I mean no one's invincible you know and, and uh, heat, heat illnesses are one of these things that they don't care how old you are and how in shape you are.
0: Could you break down some of the different types we're saying you know we're talking about heat related illnesses there's there's different types. Can you break down some of those different types and some of the the
1: symptoms? Yes, sir. yeah I mean everything's on a spectrum. you know you have everything you know from a mild standpoint like a heat rash which is you know, is transient to heat stroke. So there's mild to severe heat exhaustion is anywhere between a core temperature between 99 degrees Fahrenheit, 104 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get, you know, uh, rapid heart rate, sweating, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, all these kind of nonspecific symptoms in the, in the setting of being hot, your core temperature being hot, and then that can extend into heat stroke, which is temperature greater than 104 degrees Fahrenheit. In addition to what we call end organ damage or you know, uh, kind of issues with being alert, altered mental status, uh, things can get uh, progress, progressively worse, like hallucinations and seizures. So those are obviously significant um, symptoms that, that need to be addressed immediately by calling 911 uh, and protecting the, the person. But, yeah, it goes anywhere from, from mild symptoms to the most severe and, and uh, life-threatening and, with heat stroke.
0: Talking with Dr. Dan Park from UNC Health about uh heat illness or heat related illnesses and some of the symptoms how to be safe and, and Dr. Park you you mentioned we always hear it you know make sure you drink lots of fluids drink lots of water stay hydrated what is the right amount of water or liquid or or uh you know different types of ways to stay hydrated what what is a good amount during the
1: summertime Yeah I mean that's a great question I'm not going to say a number cuz people are going to hang you know hang by that number but Honestly, like, do, the most important thing when the heat index is very, very high, do not wait until you're thirsty to drink. You have to be very intentional about these things. You know, you can you can come up with, you know, a couple bottles of water throughout the day that you want to have a goal to finish, but the key thing is do not wait until you're thirsty. And if you're working strenuously outside, honestly, if, if you are leading a crew or you're the boss, like, I would not, you know, subject your your crew to to being outside for for extended periods of time. Try to get the work done earlier in the day. Um, but yeah, you, you there are things that you can control. There are things that you cannot. You can't control the heat index, but you can control how how hydrated you are.
0: Dr. Dan Park from UNC Health, thank you so much for being with us here on the WPTF Morning Show. Some great tips I was and advice. Say one more, yeah, go ahead.
1: One yep. more thing. While I'm on here, that I'm a pediatric emergency medicine physician by trade, I can't get off without saying this, do not leave your children in cars. People yes. do this um, and they don't, sometimes it just happens, right? Like you can drive to your house on your way home and you don't know how you got there. Same thing. You might have a kid in the car and you kind of forget, remind yourself that there's a child in the car. Some people will keep a stuffed animal in the car seat. When the child is buckled in, you could place that stuffed animal on the front with the driver just to, you know, as a, as a visual cue. Um, never leave infants, children, or pets in a parked car, even if the windows are cracked open. That's just my public service announcement. I have to get that out before I get off.